Okay, so the point of the verse is to discuss a topic known as Tamiya Mitzvah. It really needs an introduction. Two introductions. First one is why we're doing this. And what's the question? Uh, there's two arguments which are always discussed on the topic of Tamiya Mitzvah. Number one is why is it important for us to know the time? And number two, who says we're right? We, we, we claiming to try and understand Hashem's reason for doing things. We, we, we able to, to begin to fathom Hashem's reason. Both of these questions are asked by the Rishonim. The, the topic of time emitters is not a topic which is a recent thing. Batam, the Rishonim wrote Svarim about this. And the Atzim, if you look further, we'll see it already is discussed in the Gemara. But before I get to the Gemara, which I want to get to, I want to just start with the Rishonim say. And to do that, I want to ask one more question, and that is why they call time Yamitzis. Uh, literally, the word time means taste. If you're, the, the accurate Hebrew word for a reason is a Siva. So we Siva some Mitzvahs, if you had reasons for Mitzvahs. Time Yamitzis means the taste of the Mitzvahs. So why is that the name? Are we calling it time Yamitzis? No, we shouldn't call it this. So, uh, we're going to see in a minute, the Gemara calls it that also. Uh, so the Rishonim said two things. The first thing is that the Chinuch, because the, this is a lot of what the Chinuch does. One of the primary reasons he wrote the Sefer was to write what he calls Mishoshayah Mitzvah, which means, again, the reason for the Mitzvah. And one place the Chinuch stops and he says, why am I doing this? I don't know what the reason the Mitzvah is. So he says, basically, the Yisrael, which I'm sure everyone would say, and that is, it's because it's something we're able to learn from. Besides for the, besides for the actual Chiyah of what Hashem wants us to do, but if we're able to understand the reasoning behind it, so then we can extrapolate. We can learn from that to see this is what the kind of thing Hashem wants. And if that's the case, we can apply it to other cases. You know, as if we see that, for example, in some of the mitzvahs of Elan al we see that the reason for the mitzvah is because the Kaddish Baruch wants us to do chesed. So then if we find new ways or new avenues to do chesed, it's going to be the same idea. We've understood a reason, and we can apply it. That's the first thing. That's what the Chinuch says. There's the Rambam in Marinavuchim. The verse the whole Chalik Gimel of Marinavuchim to Tamiya Mitzvah. The Rambam's timing is something we have to like, spend a lot of hard work trying to understand because the Rambam writes in a way which is like always in Marinavuchim. You have to understand what he's trying to get at. But the Rambam talks, broaches the concept of Tamiya Mitzvah. And the way I heard it explained by Rambam Shapiro, it's kind of Racha, it's like this. We say that. The verb we use about mitzvahs is also that Hashem taught us the mitzvahs. Torah mitzvahs is only Hashem taught us the mitzvahs, which means there's something to learn from the mitzvahs. It's not just we were instructed in the mitzvahs, which means do. We were taught the mitzvahs. There's something to learn, which means a part of the mitzvah is, is what we're able to learn from the mitzvah is the chelik of the mitzvah too, and therefore. Just like in any sugya in chess, which you're trying to learn. Is this the real Oymek sugya? Is this the, the full depth of the sugya? Maybe not. But as much as we're able to understand it, that's what we must have it to do. And if that's the case, when we come to learn mitzvahs, so we're meant to understand it as much as we can. 
do we have the temerity to say that this is the full breadth and depth of the mitzvah? No, probably not. For sure not. Are we going to claim that therefore we understand why Hashem gave us the mitzvah? Also not. But if there's something for us to learn from the mitzvah, we're meant to be learning from it. And therefore, sorry? He understood that, that there's a dinner of with mitzvahs, to learn mitzvahs. But the day in the last says, We were taught the mitzvahs. And if that's okay, so you meant to learn from it. And the is like I said, this is so it will apply to the whole Torah. In any field of Torah, we're not going to understand the full depth of the Torah. The Torah, the Vilna says, is Tmimah, which means it's beyond the ability of a person to plumb its full, its full depth. But what we're able to understand, we're able to understand. And the same applies to Mitzvahs. Enochanami, Hashem is His reasons for doing things. We'll be able to understand, we're able to understand. Now, when we get to the, that's as far as we spoke about, the Chinuch, the Rambam. When we get to the world of Kabbalah, so here again, the Rizal also gives Alpi Kabbalah time informatis. The, the Zarg is time informatis. Once again, even if, and here the time takes a different direction. Because until now, we're talking about time in mitzvahs, it's as it affects us or as it affects the world we're in. Right, so we're going to look at most of the reasons of the Chinuch. It's Be'etzim, how it influences a person, how it develops the person, how, we, how a person can gain from the mitzvah. And that's all good and that's all true. Because one of the, we spoke about Baruchus last night in the Mitzvah Ikrim, one of the points of mitzvahs is how it's going to develop the person. So yes, if you're looking at the time and how does this mitzvah develop you, and how do you, can you use it to better yourself or perfect yourself, or whatever else the mitzvah is meant to be doing, fantastic. That's definitely one angle of what the mitzvahs do. But there's another angle, which we spoke about last time, we spoke about mitzvahs as well, and that is the effect of a mitzvah in Shemayim. And therefore, and therefore, the, the, we're looking at time and mitzvahs from the world of the Kabbalah. We're already talking about the effect of the mitzvah in Shemayim. And if that's the case, it's a completely different angle. Right? We're not looking at it from the action we're doing, what it's doing for us, which is also true. We're looking at it from the actions, what effect is this having in Shemayim? And therefore, it's again, we're not therefore trying to, again, have the chutzpah, have the temerity to say, this is the full reason why Hashem gave us the mitzvah. There's much more we don't understand. But if we do understand, and we understand that in Shemayim, this is the effect of what a person is doing, so then it gives us a different angle of the mitzvah. We know that our mitzvah is an effect in Shemayim. Now we're going a step beyond that. And we're telling you, this is what the effect is. So you can understand how you're affecting Shemayim. What does that give you? What does it give you? Why, is it, why, why would it be important to know that? And the answer is Pasha. Like everything. The more I understand what I'm doing, the more I can focus on the Ma'amachshav, on what I'm, what I'm trying to achieve. If I'm working down, I don't know what I'm doing. It's very different to understand what, the, what I'm achieving and therefore I can focus. This is what I'm trying to do. The Nefesh Chaim goes a step further than this. The Nefesh Chaim says that really the, the way that Avram Avinu, Yitzchak, Yaakov, whatever it's going to be, kept the mitzvahs, even though they weren't mitzvah to keep the mitzvahs, because they were before Matan Torah, is they just work backwards. Understanding the effect that it has in Shemaim, so they just work backwards. So what do I need to do here to have that effect? In other words, we have the mitzvahs, first of all, do this. And if we understand enough, we'll understand because doing this is going to have a certain effect in Shemaim. The others work backwards. They understood what happens in Shemaim, and they just translated it down. So what do we need to do here to, to trigger that there? And they came to the same thing. And therefore, the Nefesh Chaim says, you can look it up, Shari he says that therefore, the Maisim, that what Hashem translated into Olam Maisa is what was going to have the, the effect that's needed to have in Shemaim. With, for those mitzvahs that he said, we have the Giri of the Kabbalah, we can explain, one by one, each mitzvah, 
what the Mugabaran Pedas, uh, the, 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 fan, the fact is needed for the mitzvah and how they trigger Shemaim, how they have an effect in Shemaim. But the mitzvah Saseh, mitzvah Saseh. Mitzvah Saseh means that we're doing something, what, what positive effects have in Shemaim. Mitzvah Saseh means that a tall Torah tells not to do this because we understand the negative effect this is going to have in Shemaim. Either way, we don't, as far as I know, as far as I'm aware, we don't have a giddy for all the Tariyag mitzvahs, but at least the ones which we do have this, uh, this mind of, of information. Like I said, either the Shari Mitzvahs of Arizal or the Zohar in various places or the Ramak or whoever it is that would have It gives us a completely different viewpoint of the Mitzvahs. We spoke about Mitzvahs. We spoke about there's four effects of the Mitzvah. The effect it has on the person, we spoke about. The effect it has in Shemayim, we spoke about. The, the, the third effect of a Mitzvah is the fact that a person is listening to Hashem. For that, we don't need time so that the fact Hashem tells us to do, we don't ask questions. Hashem tells us to do, we do. So that that you don't need the time to add that element to the effect. And in a little, in a small way, that's even a little bit of a danger, because when a person doesn't understand, when he just says whatever you told me to do, I'll do. The kind of Avraham Avinu saying he needed to go to the Akeda, or Klai Yisrael saying nice Avinu Shmuel I'm not asking questions. He told me I'll do. Then it's, in, in this aspect, it's more lishma. because I'm not doing it because I understand or because I'm and see where I'm benefiting from it. I'm doing it because he told me. Whatever it's going to be. Uh, An important part to point to bear in mind, when, even if we do understand mitzvahs, and to whatever level we understand them is, that doesn't replace the reason we're doing the mitzvah is because Hashem said to. At the end of the day, the main reason we're doing the mitzvah is Hashem told us to do, we do, whether we understand or not. The fact that we also understand what we're going to gain from the mitzvah, and the fact that we also understand the effect the mitzvah is having, is a nice extra. It doesn't replace the main point. And the Gemara famously says this. The Gemara asks, why do you build the Shafer Rosh Hashanah? And the Gemara, before it gives the reason, which the Gemara gives from Ptikir Shafer, the Gemara says, my timer, the Rahman Amar Tiku. The Taurus is Brother Shafer. So the Gemara says, yes, we know that. But what's the reason? Right? And the Gemara gives the reason. What, what's the Gemara throwing that line in? Exactly this point. The Bali Muslim will point out, don't get carried away with the reason. Right? Because if you understand the reason for Ptikir Shafer, and you understand how this is going to influence the din, and you understand why this is bringing a Kaddish world to be Yeshua Kisir Achamim, then you would do it, Pasha, that's the most logical thing to do. That if Hashem is sitting in judgment and He wants to punish you, and you have a way to change the din, I'm going to do it because this is the way to change the din. So it's like, well, well, stop. Yes, you understand it. And the more you understand the Kabbalah of Hashem, the more you deeply understand why it works and how it does that, and what the Tzikir does, what the Shrine does, what the Troy does, and what the ones before us and the ones during us have to, the whole thing is explained. Right? But wait, stop. Because now that you understand that that's why you're going to be blowing the Shrine for it, no. Remember, at the end of the day, you bring the Hashem to the blood. Don't let the time of the mitzvah, the understanding of the mitzvah, take away from the basic point and that is we're doing it because Hashem told us to. Yes, we also benefit. Yes, there's a reason. And yes, we sometimes we can understand reasons. But that never becomes the primary motivation of what we're doing. Yeah. Is that because at the end we spoke about uh, We spoke about us. We spoke about the f- different facets of myself that I can do a mitzvah with. And one of the facets was machshava, which means understanding. The more I understand what I'm doing, of course, it adds another element of me into the mitzvah. So it, it, it's mashed in the mitzvah. The activity of the mitzvah is only one out of five facets of the mitzvah. It's my body. Yeah, I'm saying the machshava of doing it for uh, I'm doing this for Hashem. That's kavana. It's the mitzvah shachar kavana, which I'm doing it for Hashem told me to. And that's not. Yeah, that's the second level. That's the third level. Machshava. I understand what I'm doing. Why which means I put my mind into the mitzvah also. Why is that? Yeah, why does that help the people? Because it goes in. There's more shlemus of me. More of me is involved in the mitzvah. Oh, we spoke about last night. The fact that I'm 
that we should know the reason, or that Oh, we're going to ask the question. Why does the Torah sometimes choose to give us uh, reasons and sometimes not? There's very few times the Torah gives us reasons. The Chazal already asked the question. And Chazal said the reason Hashem doesn't Megara the time of the mitzvahs is because if the Torah would Megara time him, you're going to have Chacham come along and say, we know better. And the Gemara gives a case in point. One of the few mitzvahs the Torah does give a reason for is why that a king shouldn't have too many wives. The Torah says the reason. It says, You shouldn't have too many wives because they're going to turn his heart off, uh, away from Hashem. So there, the Torah gave a reason. Right? Now, comes along Shlomo Melech, and Shlomo Melech says, I need I'm different. I'm on a level that I'm, not, I'm confident I won't have this problem. And therefore, Shlomo married a thousand wives, and his wife turned his heart away from Hashem, like the false success. Right? And now, Chazal say on that, now you understand why the Torah doesn't give a reason for mitzvahs. Because you see that if, if, if the Torah didn't give any reason, then that's it. You, have, you can't justify not keeping it because you don't know what the reason is anyway. But if you, the Torah gives the reason, then you're going to get the people like Shlomo Melech are going to come along and say, I know better. That's what Chazal say. Now this is not a good answer. It's not a complete answer. Oh, I'm going to say. It's not a complete answer because at the end of the day, we just said now, we, understanding reasons for mitzvahs isn't going to take away from the fact that at the end of the day, Hashem told us to do it. So whether we do understand or we don't understand, and even if we have a whole marocha to explain it, but that doesn't give us the right to say, well, therefore, we decided it doesn't apply to us. So it wasn't that Shlomo's only problem was the fact that it wasn't that Shlomo's only problem was the fact that he made a, so to speak, a mistake in judgment and he thought he wouldn't, wouldn't apply to him. You shouldn't be asking those kind of questions. If Hashem tells you to do something, do it. Don't ask any questions. Right? Amos is the same mistake as Shlomo was the mistake on a deeper level. We have to explain it. Eglazov was the same mistake as Adam Arish on one level. It's the same idea. When people think they understand why Hashem said something, so they can justify. Hashem said this because of this reason, but the master doesn't apply to me. Whatever the case is going to have, they're going to do that. Right? At the end of the day, just thinking that direction is a mistake. Because, uh, because it's a... Uh, the, the, one of the main reasons we keep mitzvahs is because that's what Hashem said, that's what we do. We don't ask the questions. In fact, if I was looked it up, it's actually the first Arachayim in the sixth parasha. It says, Hashem told Abraham Avinu, Lech lecha, Maritz, Chomadad, Chomasavicha, Be'ez, Chalagodol, Vavarechacha, Vahigad, Lashmecha. Fantastic. Ask the Arachayim. Who wouldn't go? Who wouldn't go? It's not, if, look, you have all the reasons in the world why you're going to go. Vavarechacha, Vahigad, Lashmecha, Vahigad, everything. Says Zarachayim. The Pasuk says, That Avram's motivation for going was 100% because that's what she told me to do. All the brachas are very nice. They would be hard and enter into Avram's decision. That's Zarachayim. Maybe that could be Maybe there was any sign. It could be. It's Mashman Zarachayim. He takes it at that step also. But the point is that at the end of the day, wherever other reasons there are, a person can't just focus on the fact that I'm doing it because she told me to. That, that was the starting point of Shlomo's mistake. Even before his cheshmer was right or was wrong, he shouldn't be making that cheshmer. Now, there's another point to ask, and I said this in another part, and we'll say it again. And that is, there's a chiva we have from the Rekeh HaGadol. The Rekeh HaGadol was one of the Baleatosis, the last part of the Baleatosis. And basically, the chiva he got was regarding a certain Dindra which the Gemara gives the reason why Rabbana made the Takana. And uh, the Shail asked him that it doesn't apply today. It's not Nagel. So that's okay, so why do we start to keep the stakon? And the Rakech, who was also in Makubu, right, writes back to him. 
that you should know. When Chazal made a takana, I'm quoting the words of Rakech, when Chazal made a takana, there were at least 150 reasons they had for the takana. So the fact that you know one and it doesn't apply, it doesn't mean you know everything. Now you're going to ask me, how did the Rakech know that? I don't know. He doesn't bring a makar. We know he was a makubal, maybe he had some kind of spiritual knowledge of that. That's what he says, there's a cloud. You should know, any takana Chazal made, they had at least 150 reasons. And therefore the fact that you decided one doesn't apply, that you're not even a mandama yet. What about all the other ones? Now, if that applies to a Takana de Rabbanan, we can be pretty sure that when Hashem gave us a mitzvah in the Torah, there are multiple reasons. And therefore the fact that we understand one, again, this doesn't, the mitzvah isn't going to be hinged on this one thing we understand. And therefore we're going to decide it does apply, it doesn't apply, that's why we're doing it. This is just one facet. There could be many more. But even those mitzvahs which we know about, which we know ourselves about eight or nine reasons for. There's nowhere near 150, I'm asking. But if you just look through the Rishonim, and you see different Mahalchim, you'll see on one mitzvah, eight, nine, ten sometimes reasons why we're doing this mitzvah. And there are many, many more. So of course, the more we know, then the more we're able to relate to the mitzvah, or we may well think about what you're doing when you do the mitzvah, whatever it's going to be, gain from the mitzvah. But then we're never going to say, therefore we've gotten to the end. This is the full reason for the mitzvah, and then therefore we can now debate whether it's applicable or not applicable just based on that. Number one. So that, that's that now. That, that's the first point we're talking about. So what, what, are we, what are we trying to gain from the entire mitzvahs? Uh, we spoke about two points, but the ikad danger of time mitzvahs is we're not coming to justify the Torah or explain it fully, and therefore think that now we can make decisions based on such information. Now, when the Gemara talks about the machlekes and the Gemara in the ninth paragraph of Mitzvah, it talks about the machlekes of if we darish time the crow or not darish time the crow. And always brings Rabbi Shimon as the Mandama's Darish time of the crop. Agav, it's very interesting. Right? Because the Zara also says about Rabbi Shimon's Darish time of the crop. But uh, the Nakoda there is something else. Right? No one argues that there's a time of the crop. The question is, are you going to base halachic rulings because of the story you just said? Right? And Rabbi Shimon does, and Chachamim don't, and he passes Chachamim. Which means exactly the same thing we said. We're not going to change the halachas or based just on the time. Why not? So some of us say exactly this reason. Because there isn't just one time. And then, why did Rabbi Shimon say yes? That's what Shimon held. The, the halacha says that you can't. What's the case in the Gemara? The Gemara says the pasuk says in the Torah, Don't take as a collateral clothing from an almana. That's a mitzvah in the Torah. So loy tach in the Torah. Comes along Rabbi Shimon and he says, if she's wealthy, you can. Why? Because the reason the Torah said loy tach is because that way you're going to keep giving it back to her. Because the halacha is that the person who doesn't have clothing, you have to bring their baggage back every day. Venimsa, because of that, people think, why is this guy keeping King in and out of her house? We're going to be fucking crazy things. Or maybe things are going to actually happen. Right? They have a third, so don't start with it. Don't take her, got him, leave him alone. But if that's the case, if she's wealthy, and you don't have to give her back a bag the whole time, it's a second set of clothing, there's no problem. That's how Rishon Paskin. Rishon will argue. Not because they hold the reasons wrong, but they hold, you can't base halacha on the reason. Right? And that's how we Paskin also. We Paskin, even if there's a time with the crow, it will help us understand the mitzvah, let's say. In some ways we can relate to it, we say that, let's say. We can learn a lesson from it, we shouldn't get into situations where people are going to be choshed us, or we shouldn't put ourselves in situations where we'd be likely to have chashashas about ourselves. Fantastic. But are we going to change halacha against what the pastors of the pastor is saying? And say, well, the tourist just says it's a blanket din, and we're going to come in now and justify, or at least, let's say, categorize or minimize the implications of halacha because of that, we're not going to do That was makhlaik between Rabbi Shimon and the Chachamim. The Gemara. That the, Gemara, the, the idea of time, of time in Torah comes from the Gemara. It's the Gemara in Psachim and Dafka Pites. 
And the Gemara says like this: that uh, it says Sachrov It's a pasuk in Zechariah. That in the future there is a certain reward which will be given to those who are Lifnei Hashem. It says Lifnei Hashem v'lemagale Atik. And the Gemara there says one of the Marayim, I think it was Rav Papa, asked someone else, what does it mean? Who's the Megale Atik? What's it talking about? Who gets this reward? And the Gemara has two members. The Gemara says, Yeshayim Ikad Ami. The Gemara says, the one side in the Gemara is that somebody who's Mechase Sisrei Tarer. Someone which is Sisrei Tarer, a person keeps it keeps it hidden, so to speak. That's the one option in the Gemara. The other option in the Gemara is a person who's Megale Tamei Tarer. So there's two different categories. There's what's called Sisrei Tarer, and that person's meant to Mechase, not not publicized. That's one level. And there's something else which is called time terror. And then a person is meant to Megale. The person is Megale the time terror. So this idea of time terror we already have. That there's something which, Lash uh, Magamara already, that's something called time terror which the person is meant to be Megale. He's meant to reveal. Right. So what do you call it? Time terror. Time mitzvah. So it's the same as the concept. The time is uh, what we can understand from it. Like I said before, we don't claim to know everything. That's one of the reasons I heard from Moshe why they call time terror. When a person eats food, the effect of the food isn't just the taste. If anything, that's a very minimal effect. You're going to ask why a person eats something, what's going to happen? Well, he'll taste it. Yeah, that's true. A lot more is going to happen also. It has to get digested, it has to become part of his bloodstream, whatever it is, it's going to give him certain nutrients or carbohydrates or proteins, whatever it is. That's the ikka. The taste is not the ikka. The taste is the, the sensation he gets just when he puts it in his mouth. It's much more than that. We're talking about mitzvahs, we talk about time mitzvahs, it's just the taste of the mitzvah. The effect, the, like I said, the amount of depth in the mitzvah is way beyond. The amount we can get from it is key to the taste. It's, it's a, some connection to it, of, of, but it's definitely not coming to, uh, it's not claiming to be the full level, the full depth of the understanding, or the full meaning of implication of the mitzvah. So that was the introduction. Beis Hashem, I don't have any specific order to go in, but what we're going to try and do is work with those, I would say five main sources whatever we're going to talk about. Number one, the Chinuch. Obviously, that's uh, what we to say for about. The Ramban. The Rambam. Uh, the Mukubalim. I'm just going to put them into one category, which will give us the different aspects of mitzvahs, which are Kabbalah, what the effect has in Shemaim. And then lastly, interestingly enough, the Achroidim, who various mitzvahs have various, uh, let's say, more things we can learn from the mitzvah as, as lessons for ourselves. That's what we're going to try to focus on in this area.